Welcome, welcome. This is According to Callus. This is episode 247. It's entitled A Republic If You Can Keep It. Yes, so on Monday we talked about nationalism and how it's uh, basically a boogeyman that isn't real. And Tuesday we talked about Texit because that's what I do. On this Wednesday we're going to talk about it's supposed to be a republic and we're going to keep it short and sweet. So we keep talking about you need to be involved. You need to fight back. You need to hold the line. Well, it's really hard to do that when the people that you elect to represent you and protect your interests don't do so. And that can be for any number of reasons. It can be that they're sold out. It could be that they just don't care. It could be that, quite frankly, they're opposed to you. I mean, I've mentioned on more than one occasion... It is entirely possible that there are a lot of bad actors that pose as our friends, elected officials that don't quite frankly support us. In fact, they want us to go away. Some of them used to be vice president. Some of them are currently posing as president. And then, of course, there's sundry of other people. And it matters not if they're governor County judge, chairman, doesn't matter what their title is. If they're working against you, they're the problem. And you might have noticed that allusion to chairman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not picking on my chairman. My chairman's pretty great, actually. But your chairman may be a sellout. Your chairman might be an establishment shill. Whether he's a Democrat, a Republican, or a Libertarian, it doesn't necessarily mean he's working or she is working towards your party's best interests, much less the nation's best interests. So you fight back by getting involved. You fight back by running for office. You fight back for by getting on a precinct chair seat. You fight back by showing up to rallies and meetings and learning more and being effective and block walking and all these different things. You're doing your part. The problem is there's one to three percent of us that actually go out and do the work. It's really hard to hold the line when the vast majority of the population is just content to sit at home and watch TV. They talk about waking them up and talk about waking up the sheep. Yeah, well, that's fine. That I look at it this way. Uh, there's the analogy of. You know, would you rather have an army of lions led by a sheep or an army of sheep led by a lion? And we all know what the correct answer is. You want the leader to motivate the people underneath them and they will create the organization and the motivation for those people to do what they need to do. And I'm here to tell you when we're being actively undermined by the entirety of the national slash federal government and you're being flooded by foreigners. And I'm not talking about the foreigners from south of the border. I'm talking about the foreigners from California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Washington, Oregon. They're flooding into your state. It doesn't matter how red your state was. It doesn't matter what good a job it does to elect a guy with a, or a lady with an R after their name if they show up and don't do the job, if they don't fight your battles with you, if they, in fact, sell you out. And that's the problem that we have in many of our so-called red states. The establishment runs the upper echelons and they work with their enemies, the Democrats, 
to basically do whatever it is they want to do. Most of the time, it's lining their own pockets and not protecting their state or our nation. So when I look at the situation that we are currently in, whereupon there are at least 18 states that are actively working against the other 26 states. No, I did that wrong, didn't I? (laughs) 18 and 32, thank you. It could be 26 if you factor the six of them are probably sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. But those states are actively working against the interests of the United States. So if I'm looking at that, and we're supposed to guarantee a Republican form of government, we're supposed to guarantee that there are fair and free elections, we're supposed to guarantee the Bill of Rights at the federal level, and they're currently disregarded in their entirety virtually, I mean, some say that the Third Amendment is still around, but that's just because they don't want to consider the terrible ramifications of that. But setting all that aside, when your national slash federal government hates your state and hates the people that don't toe the line, that dare to question the narrative, you have to ask yourself, just what can you do? Well, we, we're already doing the things that we're supposed to do. We're already fighting the good fight. We're already metaphorically getting bloodied up to hold the line. And at a certain point, you reach the conclusion that no matter what I do, I can't fix this. We might not be able to fix this. It may be too far gone. And that's a scary thought. Nobody is happy about that. Nobody wants that. Indeed, I would suggest to you that even the people that are working against us are misguided in thinking that they're going to get something out of it. Well, if you've studied your history, you know that when the uh, Marxists, the Bolsheviks, assume control, they purge those that help them that aren't entirely in line. So... In response to my post yesterday, a Mr. DeWitt uh, responded on my post, questioning why you would secede. Well, first of all, I don't necessarily like the term secede because it's tarnished. It, everybody looks at it as some Southern neo-Confederacy pro-slavery nonsense. And that's nothing. I've already rebutted that on Monday thoroughly. What it is is recognizing that there are some battles that you can't win right now, or there are some fights that aren't worth fighting. What good does it do to go into a battle and maybe win, but have everything destroyed in its wake? And I mentioned Tom Woods has got a new book called The National Divorce, and actually, um, I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday morning's episode, he talked about his new book. And I would highly suggest you take the time He gives it away on Tom Woods. Go look for it. Find it. Read it. See what he's got to say about it. I mean, if you can't wrap your head around Daniel Miller's good arguments, perhaps Tom Woods will break it down a little differently for you that it'll make sense. So here we go. Question number one. You are retreating from the progressives. Conservatives have done this, have done this for years, which is why we are where we're at. Uh, Actually, Mr. DeWitt, you are 50% right here. When you are in a battle that you can't possibly win, it makes sense to back up to get a defensible position. Some would call it a readout. 
so yes, that that's that is a smart thing to do, contrary to your uh, position. However, you're absolutely right. Conservatives have been knuckling under and have been compromising and have been giving away everything this entire time because our leadership stinks. You're absolutely right. But we can't fix our leadership at this point. We may not ever be able to fix our leadership because quite frankly, they hold all the cards short of something extremely radical that I would rather not contemplate. That's just not a possibility. Number two, are we now going to stop people from moving to Texas? Are we going to have a Texas purity test? If not, it's a moot point. Eventually, progressivism will invade here. Actually, no, I don't think we're going to have to stop moving people to or stop people from moving to Texas. I think if we were to actually declare independence, a good number of those people would leave of their own volition. I would suggest that if we make it as unpleasant for them as possible, that is, we fly flags that they hate, we carry firearms that they hate, we speak freely and loudly, which they hate, we don't run and hide and shelter our children because they hate that. In fact, I strongly recommend we have more children and don't put them in government schools, which they hate, and I suggest that that alone may be enough to make them feel uncomfortable. And look, it's never going to be 100%. You're absolutely right. Progressives will invade everywhere. I mean, they've destroyed the SBC. They've destroyed the Presbyterian Church. I mean, they already own every other mainline Protestant church. They've nearly destroyed the Catholic Church. I think the Eastern Orthodox Church might be the only one they haven't gotten their claws deeply into. And they own every other function of society. So if you can't purge them from your system, if you can't declare your independence from them, just tell me, what are you going to do? And yes, you're going to make them uncomfortable. You're going to welcome them to leave. And that may mean that we lose some of those fortune 500 companies, but those are the same companies that are working against our objectives. We can't be afraid to lose a little bit to order to win later on. But that again, that's something that our conservative leadership, such as it is, has never, ever failed to grasp or never, ever grasped, never, ever failed to understand. And they fail to grasp the implications of that. If you keep giving stuff away, you soon run out of things to give away. And nationalism, protectivism does not have to mean isolation. It means not letting our values be corrupted. Well, actually, I do agree with this. You're right. And had the United States followed suit and stayed out of meddling in all those foreign affairs, instead of going and looking for that dragon to slay, instead becoming the very dragon that we feared, or monsters if you prefer, had we traded with all and allied with none, we might have been in a much better situation. And yes, that means that Some unfortunate things may have progressed a little longer, but I could also speculate that a lot of unfortunate events may have been prevented altogether. I mean, go read some alternative history and you can kind of get a grasp of where I'm going with that. Um, It's also called speculative fiction. But if you're not going to hold your values, if you're not going to fight for your values, you're going to lose every time. And when 
all the organs of the state and all the organs of the media and all the organs of education, and all the organs of bureaucracy are, are arrayed against you. You're going to be corrupted. Your only choice is to push them out and start over. Your only choice is to declare independence. But again, it's a republic and you have to keep it. There's so much more going on there. There, There's so many more details that need to be ferreted out. But I will tell you, I am open to any solution that will give us our liberty back. That will protect our liberty for our posterity. But right now, I don't see a clearer solution. I don't see a better solution. Oh, there might be quote unquote easier solutions, but those easy solutions of what got us here in the first place, they have sold us out long-term. The compromise, 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 the giving over the control of the government school system, it's all worked against us. And why? Because we've had bad leadership. Our leaders had no vision. Our enemies did. Our leaders had no willingness to fight. Our enemies did. And now we're looking at ourselves fully surrounded by people that quite frankly want us dead. And without even going into the conspiracy nonsense that we always hear dismissed on television. Now, whether you agree with it or not, it's there. And quite frankly, these people are blatantly bold and obvious about what they want to do, whether it's eat bugs or own nothing or take away cars or produce not enough energy or quite frankly, cut food supplies. That's what these people want. No, you can choose not to believe it, but that doesn't change that those people want to do that. Whether or not they have the power to pull it off remains to be seen. But when our very own resident in chief is helping them and working with them, and quite frankly, a lot of the courts and a lot of the states, you got to ask yourself, do we really want to be married to this corpse of a country? Is this what's best for us? When our national police force has become a political organization seeking to destroy those that would question the narrative, you have to wonder. When our tax collectors are now armed SWAT team members, potentially, you have to ask yourself, is this what we signed up for? When our military is being gutted, and quite frankly, a good number of those people being replaced with, for lack of a better phrase, men without chests, You have to wonder, just who is our federal government working for? What are their goals? Are they even compatible with the republic of which we have? When you say the Pledge of Allegiance, and you believe those words, and you think that they're real, and you then realize that the very government that that flag is standing for, or previously stood for, is working against you, you have to come to the conclusion Something's got to give. And I know that makes you uncomfortable. I know that's problematic. I know, oh, this Stephen guy, we got we to gotta shut him down. I'm telling you, draw your own conclusions. Do your own research. Open with your eyes the world around you and turn off Fox News, turn off MSNBC, turn off CNN or whatever other thing you're watching. Skip over 90% of talk radio and just pay attention to what's going on around you. Now, the internet's full of garbage, but it's also got a lot of good stuff. And you have to be really careful. 
But quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff that's not being shown to us. And you got to wonder why. There's a lot of stuff that we're just being plain lied to about it. And you got to ask yourself why. And we can't fix that. And I will say it again and again and again. We can't fix DC. We just can't. That ship sailed. It's already three quarters of the way to China. Write it off. We have an opportunity that we can maybe fix Austin. We can maybe turn around Texas. If that bothers you, you're free to leave. If you're scared, you're free to go hide in your house. If you're upset at me, you're free to respond on this podcast. I'm around. I live in McKinney, Texas. I'm not that hard to find. My phone number's everywhere. If you'd like to engage, if you'd like to have an adult conversation on this, I'm here, but I'm here to tell you time and time again, in order to save the Republic, you're going to have to do a little cutting. And with that, we're going to wrap this up abruptly. That was, according to Callis, episode 247, A Republic, If You Can Keep It. And I'll be back tomorrow. But until then, I will just see you on the other side.